0: Thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. Church, it's Resurrection Day. Isn't it wonderful together? Together it is so good. So good to see you. And Now listen, I've had a little sinus issues over the past couple of days. But I'm going to preach my guts out this morning to you. If you'll listen close enough, we are so grateful That you are here. We are so grateful for the joy it is to gather together to make much of Jesus. So thank you for worshiping with us. Thank you for taking time out on Easter Sunday to come make much of Jesus together. Now as we start our message time, how many of y'all love board games out there? How many of you, listen, I love them as long as I can win them, right? I don't... I don't like board games, I lose that. How many of y'all recognize this? Where where does this come from? You know what I call this? The devil's triangle. Here's why. A couple years ago, me and my youth pastor were coming back from a conference. And uh, we we sat at a Cracker Barrel. And I I took this little triangle, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to show the whole world how this is done. And so, I got a couple moves in. And I got stuck. The game was over. Hey, listen. I had left 10 of the 14 pegs. Now, let me just read for you the hateful comments on this triangle. You ready? If you leave one, you're a genius. You leave two, he says, you're pretty smart. You leave three. And it says you're just plain dumb. If you leave four, you are a moron or an ignoramus. They don't even go to ten. I, I, I had no idea. And I looked, I thought, there's no way. Well, my youth pastor gets a waitress. Says, Come here, you got to see this. Have you ever seen somebody leave ten pegs before? She's like... Never in my life have I ever seen my do that. I'm going to tell you something. You know, cancel culture is really alive and well. And if it is, we ought to cancel this guy. It hurt my feelings. And I tell you what, I, I'll never forget this little board game, how crazy it was. And I'm guessing because I left 10, it just meant I ought to go to the hospital, right? Like, just stop what you're doing and go right now. But you know, there is a, there's a board game out there. That really is a game of champions. It's chess. How many of you guys like playing chess? In the house? That means you're smarter than everybody else. I love it. I am terrible. Terrible at the game of chess. But I tell you what, it's an ancient war game. It's modern. It's a modern game. began in the 6th, 7th century in India. And for the very purpose... Of a war game. And here is. Here is the hope. Here is the goal of every chess game. To take the opposing. Player's king. And to do what? Put him in checkmate. To put him in checkmate. What that means is this. That no matter where that king moves. He will be captured. He will be defeated. And the game. Is one. Checkmate. An interesting thought. Here on Easter Sunday. You know I think of this weekend. 2,000 years ago. I I begin to think that. The cross of Christ. On that Friday. Must have. Must have. Looked like. Checkmate for the king. For King Jesus. I can imagine in the series of events that took place. That Jesus submitting his, his will to the father. Seemingly had no other move. He can make. I can imagine that old devil. Seething. With hatred against Jesus. I, I can Imagine. Him celebrating the cruel events of that first Easter weekend. I can imagine Him celebrating Jesus' tears in the garden as they mixed with blood and fell to the ground. I can imagine Him celebrating the betrayal of Judas, the arrest of Jesus, the denial of Peter, The scattering of the disciples. I can imagine him watching with glee at the unjust trials before Caiaphas, before Pontius Pilate. I can imagine that old devil grin at the trumped up charges of blasphemy, of insurrection that sealed Jesus' fate. I can imagine Satan himself looking at the events of that Friday and thinking to himself, this looks a whole lot like checkmate. Then I think of the Praetorium, the Gospel of Matthew, a post in the ground, Jesus' hands bound, The clothes stripped from his back. And there, Roman executioners, trained Roman soldiers, would enact the punishment against Jesus and would begin it there. You see, they would, by Jewish law, give him 40 lashes minus one. They would take in their hands a whip and they would crack it On the back, on the back of his legs. Forty lashes minus one. In that whip, it was made of braided leather. Inlaid in the braids of leather were pieces of bone and metal, pieces of glass. To ensure that when that whip cracked on Jesus' back, it would tear his flesh It would damage his muscle. It would damage the tissue. And it would leave him gravely injured. You know, Isaiah chapter 52 verse 14 would teach us as he looked forward to the cross that the beating Jesus took left him so disfigured he was beyond recognition. I begin to think of the crown of thorns that they drove into his brow. The beating that he would take, the mocking that he heard. And you know, I can imagine that old devil thinking to himself, this sure looks like checkmate to King Jesus. And then there was Calvary, where Jesus was forced to to lay on the cross that he had carried. And as Jesus laid upon that cross... The executioners grabbed hold of his arms. And in doing so, they took nails and they drove them through his hands. Overlaid his legs and drove another nail in his feet. They raised Jesus up and set his cross in a hole in the ground. And for the first time, Jesus would know what it was to be crucified and still try to breathe. Where He would push up on the nail that was in His feet and pull on what now would be dislocated arms, the nails in His hands, just for one breath. And He did this hour after Hour after hour. But you know that. That wasn't the most excruciating part church. The most excruciating part. We find in Matthew chapter 27. When my sin. When your sin. Was placed upon him. So much so. That the Bible records Jesus crying out in Matthew 27, 46. At about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God turned his back on his son. God had to abandon his son. Because my sin was on him. Your sin was on him. And later, as John chapter 19, verse 30 would record, Jesus said this, It is finished. And the Bible says that he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. I can imagine that at that moment that the devil, that all of hell cried out checkmate. The king is dead. But you know, it seemed like checkmate for Jesus. But if it was only ever Friday it would be checkmate for you and me too. For with the death of Christ and no resurrection, our hope of redemption, of a right relationship with God was in checkmate too. I can imagine as the world look at the sight of Jesus, God's son, Beaten, broken, bleeding, his body lifeless. I can imagine the world all hell itself thinking checkmate. You know, years ago try to get my voice back up. Years ago, I ran across a story of two old boys who had gone to an art gallery. Guys, that's something I'd never do. That's what they wanted to do. And they started looking at various paintings in that art gallery that had come to town. And as they went from painting to painting, they walked together. But they came upon... A painting that really caught the eye of one of the friends. And here's what it looks like. Um, It's a little, let's see. Let me see, I think my my, uh, remote might not be working well. Let me see if I can get it up here. Did it Come up, let's see. Yeah, here was the painting. It was a painting that depicted the devil grinning ear to ear, playing a chess game. An old boy and the caption on that picture was checkmate you see the devil was grinning because he had him in checkmate well as the two men began to study and to stare and to look at that painting one of them was an international chess champion and he sat there for a moment, his friend wanted to move on And he said, you know what, you go ahead. I I need to look at this just a little bit more. And he stood there studying the painting. He became visibly bothered by it. When all of a sudden, he shouted out in the art gallery, it's wrong. He called for his buddy, said, come back here. He said, take a look at this. The caption is wrong. We must contact the painter. It's wrong. And his buddy said, what what, what do you mean? And he said this to him. It's not checkmate. Look at the board. The king still has one more move. Hey, church. The cross of Christ that Friday might have seemed like checkmate. But I will tell you this, what we celebrate today is the truth that it was not checkmate. That the king still has one more move. And what we see in Luke chapter 24, beginning in verse 1, that very early in the morning, On the first day of the week, the women took the spices they had prepared and they went to the tomb of Jesus. When they got there, they found the stone was rolled away. As they walked in, the body of the Lord Jesus was not in there. The Bible says that as they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleaned like lightning, stood before them. The women in their fright bowed with their faces to the ground. And the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. You see, church, it was not checkmate for Jesus because the king still had one more move. You know, I think of that moment that Jesus emptied that tomb. I can imagine all of hell sighing while all of heaven shouted, He's alive. He's alive. I love what Paul wrote the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 17, he says this, now listen. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith, it is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Hey, I've got got good news for you. As we stand here today, we are not emptied by pity, but we are full of promise, full of power in this truth that hope is alive today because Jesus walked out. Because Jesus walked out of that grave. You know, the only thing in checkmate that first resurrection morning was this. Sin. The only thing that would be in checkmate would not be the Son of God, but would be the very sin you and I wrestle against and struggle against, the very sin that at its heart would want to destroy us. The only person in checkmate that first resurrection morning was Satan himself. And as we see this scene unfold, we are reminded that the victor that first resurrection morning was the Son of God himself, Jesus, whose resurrection put the power of sin, the person of Satan, the plight of evil in the checkmate. You know, I got to thinking when I was preparing this message. I got to thinking that there might be folks in this very room, maybe watching with us online. And you've been convinced that it's checkmate for you. There's no other move you can make without being captured, without being defeated. You might be here, and maybe it's your first time in church. Maybe it's your first time in a long time in church. And you've you've been convinced that your sin is too great your past too dark for even god to love you i want you to hear me the good news of easter the good news of resurrection sunday it is not checkmate for you the king still has one more move and he can save you this morning you might be a believer And you are convinced that you are in checkmate because of your sin, because of your your struggle, because of an addiction, because of a failure. Oh, and you've been convinced it's checkmate for me. There's no other move I can make. I'll be captured. I'm defeated. We're reminded in the very word of God In Romans 5, 6, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, the Bible says, Christ died for the ungodly. You know what that means? It's not checkmate for you, believer. The king still has one more move. Maybe you find yourself in a situation that has you convinced. I can't make any other move has you convinced you are in checkmate maybe a situation outside of your control maybe a situation caused by you no matter the case the word of god reminds us in romans 8:11 that the very same power that rose jesus from the grave is alive in us because of christ you ready You're not in checkmate in your situation. The king still has one more move. You might be sitting here and you've known some great suffering in your life. And your suffering might have convinced you, hey, you know what? I don't have any more moves to make. I'm defeated. I feel captured. I'm reminded of this in Scripture. As Peter would write and he would know. 1 Peter 5.10 And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to His eternal glory in Christ will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Hear me, church. Even in our suffering. It is not checkmate. The king still has one more move. Maybe you've known great sorrow in your life. Sorrow that still is fresh even today. You might feel as if your sorrow has you in checkmate. You know, I'm reminded of what the psalmist cries out in Psalm 35. That the weeping may last for the night. Hey, joy comes in the morning. And what greater joy is there than what we celebrate this Easter morning? It is not checkmate for you. The king still has one more move. Church, you know what's amazing about Christ? Is that he always will have one more move in your life. Here's the question, believer. Will we trust him to move? Will we uh, allow him to move? is alive this morning because he walked out and by doing so there's not a believer in this room that will ever find yourself in checkmate because the king still has and always will have one more move can we pray together all across this room Just bow your heads and close your eyes. I want every believer in the house to pray. In the past couple of services, we have watched people give their lives to Jesus. We've watched people go and be baptized, not knowing they would be baptized. Believer, would you pray for those around you? And as you pray, I wonder who it is here that has yet to place your faith and trust in Jesus. Maybe you felt as if you're in checkmate, that there's really no more move for God to make for you because, man, your sin's too great. Your past too dark. You've lived your whole life without Him. Surely God's through I want you to hear me, the hope of this Easter morning is the very fact that hope is alive for you because Jesus is alive. And if you are here this morning and you have never placed your faith and trust in Jesus, if you are here this morning and you've never given him your heart and your life, as long as you have breath, It is not checkmate for you because the king still has one more move and oh, how he wants to save you. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our services. If you'd like to give to support our ministry, you can do that at our website. That's connectchurchpf.com. Hope you enjoyed and have a great week.